Welcome to episode 210 of the Thunder Underground podcast. Trent and Jason here, as always. And this week, we've got Roger Sego joining us. Very cool. We've been talking about this for probably over a year. I, know. I mean, at least amongst ourselves. Not yeah. like making this happen and we finally did it. We finally got it, yeah. Yeah, it was a good one too. Yeah, Roger runs the We Are Tulsa Music website. He also is a big part of the Tulsa Music Awards. And he is one of the key members of Dixie Rect. That's right. And we, we cover all that. That's right. Before we get into all that, we need to let you know that we're sponsored by DEB Concerts and Med Farm. DEB Concerts brings in tons of acts to the Ideal Ballroom. They started with Winger here a couple years ago. They brought in everyone from L.A. Guns to Dokken, Steelheart. Firehouse, Lita Ford, Bisto Blanco, a huge long list, and that list will add Saxon to it tonight. Yes. February 13th, if you're listening to this the day it dropped, if you're listening two days after it dropped, we're sorry, but you're a dumbass if you didn't know about this. You missed a hell of a show, (laughs) or you're going to miss a hell of a (laughs) show. But if you're not in Tulsa, they're playing a bunch of cities. I know Austin's next, and they've got... Several more cities on a short run they're doing on their way to Florida to be a part of the Monsters of Rock cruise. Yes. But Saxon will be at the Ideal Ballroom with Down for Five and Mud Flux opening up. Both those bands are fantastic, both out of the Tulsa area. And Eddie Trunk will be hosting this thing. And you still have a very short amount of time that if you hit up someone from Down for Five or Mud Flux, you can get a ticket from them, save yourselves a few bucks. But if not, Stubwire is the place to go, and then you can get them at the door. That's right. Saxon will kick ass. We've been talking about this for a couple months since it was announced. This is a fantastic live band. They're one of those bands that I think has had a resurgence over the past five to ten years, rightfully so. They never got totally the just due that they deserved back in the early to mid-80s whenever their heyday was yeah but i think it, i think they're finally starting to garner more of that attention nowadays so. yeah i think um it, you know far be it from me to, to to claim aficionado status on this kind of stuff <laughs> uh, because i wasn't around back then i was but i was a very young lad listening to duran duran yes and the, yeah so I, I think that you know Saxon is is popular now is they either were back in the U.S. is they were back in the early 80s or they might be more popular these days. I don't know. But I mean, they're definitely just like you said, there's a resurgence going on. People are loving Saxon. Uh, They've come over here more often. They put in the work more often. And, you know, when we had Biff on the show last year, we kind of went into that. So. That's definitely something that they're working towards. That's right. And they've achieved it now. Yeah. Go back and listen to that episode to find out more. After this one is over. Yes, of course. Of course, of course. course. But yes, DB Concerts, they also have the D&B processing stage at Rocklahoma this year. Yes. That'll be inside the grounds, inside a new area called the Roadhouse. From what I've gathered, features food trucks and some other... Entertainment options we'll hear more about in the coming weeks and months. But the DMV processing stage is in there, and that'll feature bands like Bisto Blanco, Strutter, Ace Freely from K 
Kiss. Kiss. Or formerly of Kiss, sorry. Formerly, yeah. Lita Ford, Solidify, The Normandies, Zen Hipster, Mudflux, yes. Down for Five, Dead Metal Society. Doxy. Yes. A huge long list of great bands. We'll be talking more grind. about that in the coming months. Yes, Grind. Cannot forget them. Escape Room shout out. <laughs> right. Yeah, we just did Escape Room with members of Grind and Fist of Rage and Zen Hipster. <laughs> and Thunder and, Underground. Right, and Thunder Underground. <laughs> That's it. That now was, Med Farm. No, there was no segue there. You got to go over them. Yeah, Med Farm. A new dispensary located in Broken Arrow off Highway 51. Right between Broken Arrow and Coweta. You can't miss it as you're driving down the highway. They're about a quarter mile past Anita Road. They are cannabis with a cause. 30% of their profits go to help build no-kill animal shelters, which is a great thing. They also support current animal shelters. They're always posting pics of people bringing in their dogs, so they are pet-friendly as well, which is very cool. And if you mention Thunder Underground, when you go in there, they'll give you 10% off your first order, which is very cool. They have a doctor on site every Friday and Saturday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., if you need to get your card and they have a wide selection and we're very happy to have them a part of this show. So check them out. Med farm. Okay. That's M or that's M E D P H A R M. Okay. On Instagram. And then on Facebook, just type in med farm and you will find these guys. All right. We're going to play some music. Let's do it. We're going to be talking about the Tulsa music awards in this interview coming up. So we figured that we should play one of the bands that is not only nominated, but is performing at the award show. It's only fitting. That's right. Weston Horn and the Hush will be performing at the show. And this is their song, She Had It All. Well, she looks at me, those eyes, I knew she had it all. Well, she looks at me, those eyes, I knew she had it all. Well, she looks at me, those eyes, I knew she had it all. Well, she looks at me, those eyes, I knew she
had it all from Weston Horn and the Hush. That's from their album Volume One, which came out in 2017. What a song! I mean, that is that, that is, is, dude. I mean, if you the horns, it's big. Uh, fucking D. Matt Donaldson on the drums. Okay, look if if I, I don't know if you didn't like that song, then I don't know. You don't have blood pumping in you. <laughs> That's right. I mean, for real. It's early February, it's rainy outside, it's cold, it's shitty, but it makes me feel like good times are ahead. Yeah, I want to... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I want to fucking speed down the highway in the sun and with the top down. I want to I wanna be young and get laid. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's what this, what this song and does. They captured that feeling uh, big time. This is a great fucking song. Just a great, pure rock and roll song. You know it. But yeah, like we mentioned beforehand, Weston Horn and Hush will be performing March 9th at the Ideal Ballroom as part of the Tulsa Music Awards, along with the Normandies, Screamer Red Mutiny, Skytown, and many more. Of course. Weston Horn and Hush is also a finalist. The voting period has ended, but we will find all that out that night. We sure will. And judging off that song, if there is a, an award with rock in the title, they should win them all. I'm telling you. There you go. I, mean, I said it. I, I'm, I'm going I'm to go listen to the song again. Listen to that whole album. I will. Great songs. From Weston Horn and Hush, which, by the way, Weston Horn has been on this podcast before, episode 103. During his stint in the Normandies. That is correct. And like we just mentioned, the Normandies will be there as well. Of they course. are a finalist for the punk category, rightfully so. Yes. So look at all, you know, it all comes together. It does. It's a beautiful thing, really. That's right. So go back and check out 103, and go check out that album, Volume 1, from Weston Horn and the Hush. Yes. All right, so Roger Sego started the We Are Tulsa Music page. Yes. Which has pages with written reviews. He has We Are Tulsa Music Radio that has shows from himself, from Banging with Misbehaving. There is all kinds of stuff going on through this website, and then as of about a year and a half ago now was when the Tulsa Music Awards kind of came into play. That's right. The fall of 2017 is when they kind of announced it and then started the voting process, and the first award show was early March of 2018 for the 2017 year, and here we are now into 2019, and the awards coming up March 9th at the Ideal Ballroom will be for the 2018 awards. Like I said, you can't vote anymore, but you can sure go check out all the nominees on the page. Definitely. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a good event. Uh, they put a lot of hard work in on this, and uh, this is a great conversation with Roger. Yeah. Yeah, him and Ryan Paquette from Mugen Music have really done something cool here, I believe. That's right. And I'm really happy to see that there's an award show back that seems a little more genuine than a lot. Sometimes a lot of these seem a little contrived. Yes. And this seems completely real, you know. Which yeah, is, it, it feels like it's, it's you know, grassroots, it's organic, you know, and, and, and it's genuine. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, uh, we're happy to give it some exposure. Yeah. So let's get into this right now with Roger Seagull.
like solo your idea or was you and Ryan came up with it together or someone um, else's idea and you took with it? No, okay, so the awards part was actually my idea, um, but I came to Ryan immediately with it. Um, wasn't totally sure how we were going to do it. I just knew we wanted to do online voting, so I came up to Ryan uh, on text message or messenger. is like, hey, I have an idea. Let's do an award show. Um, he's like, you have any idea how we'll do it? And I was like, just online voting will be the easiest way. Um, and then immediately we began running with it. He just thought it was a great idea from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. So he helped me set it all up and get all the, you know, the logistics figured out, which is something I'm not good at, but he is. Yeah. Um, and so we co-created it that way. I came to him with the idea. He knew how to make it happen. And then we started rolling. Uh, of course that meant he knew how to get the sponsors. He knew how to, uh, secure us the venue. He knew people for sound. He knew how to get the performers, all that stuff. So. Uh, he was just as much a part of it, if not a bigger part of it, these last two years as I am. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, he's, he's the guy who does a lot of the behind the scenes work. Uh, whether you like him or you don't, I know some people in the music scene here in Tulsa do love him. Some are kind of on the fence. Others don't like him at all, but he does put in a lot of work when you give him a project to mm-hmm. do and something especially he sees faith in, you know, something <coughs> he thinks will be bigger and better each time we do it. Yeah. And so a lot of the credit, uh, as much as people love to get on Facebook and say, you know, thank you for what you're doing. He's just as big a part, if not the biggest part of making this run right now. Yeah. Um, we are going to move forward next year and I'm actually going to make, we are Tulsa music and LLC, which means the radio will fall under it. The awards will fall under it. Mm-hmm. Ryan's going to take much more of a backseat position, um, to keep his name out of the limelight a little bit more. <laughs> that way he's not getting hate mail every day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But he's still going to be part of the team. Uh, he's just going to be more of the logistics side again. He's not going to be doing all the running that he has to do, which will take a lot of, you know, pain off of his ass. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, the idea, you know, for it initially, was it just because outside of like some local publications, there's not really anything like this? Yeah. At least since the Spot Awards that I can think of. That And that was yeah. kind of what I wanted to bring back. I thought it was nice that the Spot Awards did that. And it was always, you know, to show appreciation for our local musicians. And uh, we had, hadn't had it in a few years at that mm-hmm. point. I think it had been two or three years. And, you know, of course, the idea for local music awards is nothing new. San Antonio does it. Uh, Austin does it. Nashville does it. But there was just a vacuum here where there wasn't a night where we just showed our appreciations. And the original idea wasn't even an award show. Like, when I was formulating it, it was more of a festival. Would there be any way to shut down, like, downtown, per se, like the Vanguard, Venue Shrine, that whole strip, that downtown strip, uh, even hopefully try to get Canes involved in it, you know, and say, Mm -hmm. let's just all weekend from Friday night till the end of Sunday – just local artists playing all weekend. You buy yourself a wristband. You go from venue to venue. And we basically yeah. put food trucks up and down. You know, we were that was the big idea. And yeah. hopefully one day we can move to that yeah. <laughs> and make it to where, you know, the awards have a festival surrounding them. But um, we knew for sure the first year, let's just get the awards part down. Let's yeah. get see if we can figure that out first before we uh, overwhelm ourselves and pull a fire fest. And then everybody comes out there and says, like, what the hell? <laughs> We were promised so much, and this is a shit show. <laughs> right. You've already done better than the Fire Fest. Yes, yes, we have. Way better. Yes, we had real food. Actually, yes. the first year... Actually, take that back. The first year, we were supposed to have food there. Um, we we're going to have a food truck parked outside, and uh, unfortunately, they had to back out. I think something happened really? to their truck. And so, yeah, about like 7.30, we're like, where are you? Yeah. And I think something happened to their truck that made it not get there. And so, uh, it lucked out though. Um, the venue owners were cool enough to actually 
buy a bunch of pizza and have it brought in for us. Uh, It got there about like nine o'clock, but that was almost a big fiasco. Yeah. And because most of us hadn't ate either, you know, we'd got there at noon that day at the first shop and started making sure everything was working and all that. So I think I'd ate at noon. It was (laughs) nine o'clock and I still hadn't had anything to eat. (laughs) Well, well, that kind of segues into, you know, our next question is, you know, the issues you faced and some of the, the heart, the, than, you know, anything bad that happened or what have you learned, you know, from like that first year to now and all that kind of stuff. I'm glad you asked about that because uh, what we did this year before we started is we did an open forum. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do that again after this year's. Um, and that that open forum basically had a PowerPoint ready to show the crowd, you know, and this is this is everything we did wrong last year. One of the big things I realized we did wrong in the first year was when it first started, the open nomination thing was fine. But when I started the voting... For like the first category, I said, you know, it's unlimited votes, just get on and vote. Um, people thought that was some kind of money making scheme. I didn't have Google ads on my website, so there was nothing I was getting out of that. Yeah. Other than people seeing that the awards are there. But that turned into like 16,000 votes over a three day period. And I love local music and I know a lot of people do, but I know for a war show in its first year, there's no way we're getting 16,000 votes at all. Yeah. And so immediately I was like, crap. Okay, we've got to pull the plug on that idea and limit it to one per device. That was the first thing we learned. Mm-hmm. Uh, second thing we learned, um, this is no jab at Whiskey 918. We thanked them so much for the first year, and that was, wasn't their fault. It was kind of ours. Uh, but we have to have a venue where the sound is facing towards the crowd. Uh, because Whiskey 918 is set up, it's got a great sound system in there, but it's set up as a dance club, which means all of the music goes towards the dance floor. Right. which is right there in the center. Oh, I see. And, of course, everybody was standing around the dance floor, not on the dance floor. And then, of course, the VIP up here. So when I'm talking, it kind of, kind of feel like this. You can't really hear what I'm saying. So yeah. I was kind of doing the um, Charlie Brown adult mumble up there the whole time. <laughs> uh, so that was another thing we learned is we've got to have venues, especially and the music venues are made this way to where they face out, which is why IDL Ballroom was perfect this yeah. year. That's all they do in their events, like weddings, concerts, stuff where the sound is always going out towards the crowd. So that was another thing we learned. Um, a lot of it just came down to uh, procuring sponsors again, um, making better packages for them to get them exposure and stuff like that when we do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this year we're going to have programs. Um, that way people know when the awards are coming up. Uh, you know, that way they're all listed. And if you're a sponsor, you know, when you're presenting an award, that was a big thing we had last year as the sponsors, like we had no idea when we had to be up there. Yeah. So we don't know when to be close to the stage to walk up there. Mm-hmm. So that was another thing we learned, um, that making sure we keep to a dedicated timeline. Yeah. Um, cause of course we opened the doors last year. It was supposed to start at six thirty. Um, we didn't get started till seven thirty, uh, because there was such a line out the door, which is a good thing, but there was such a line out the door that we were like, we gotta wait for everybody to get in here. So this year we've made sure that we've broken everything down basically by the minute yeah. of how it's gonna go. And those are a lot of things we learned um and had to overcome and make better this year. And of course we're gonna learn more stuff this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well you kinda mentioned it with with Ryan, but I I know in that first year you had some detractors, and how do you, I mean how do you handle that? Just push forward. Yeah, I mean I'm sure you guys have seen like on my Facebook page. I try to stay positive. I try not to say anything negative. I try to just push forward. Um, I honestly don't blame anybody in its first year for saying you know this is 
as they like to say, whack-ass awards and stuff like that. Because it's new. You don't know. It hasn't cemented a name. There's no real legitimacy behind it. But we tried to tra- stay as transparent the first year as possible. Um, you know, making sure that when you voted, you could see the pie chart. Until we got to the finals, we cut that out. But during the, you know, nominee voting, there was a pie chart. That way you could see how people were doing. Yeah. We cut that out this year to try to keep people from cheating. You know, finding other ways to try to get around our system and yeah. vote a bunch of times. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I don't, I, like I said, I don't blame them in the first year for having some things to say. But it should have, it should have petered off and let them see how it actually happens. Yeah. You know, you should wait for an event to happen right. before you completely bash it. And if, after it's done, if you have real criticisms, instead of just, uh, you know, fuck that shit, this is bullshit. I want, if you're going to complain about something, I want to hear why you're complaining. I want a good reason. Not just, I don't like Ryan or Roger. That's fine. You don't have to like me or him. Mm-hmm. But what I want to know is, why don't you like it? Yeah. You know, do you have anything real to say? Because um, as far as we were told, you know, from the crowd, which turned out really good there, a lot of people liked it. And there was some people who had legitimate concerns saying this is next year you should do this. And I, I thrive off that. <coughs> I love being told what we can do better to make everybody as happy as possible. Never going to make everybody a hundred percent happy, but, um, so as far as dealing with them, I just, this year I've tried just to let them talk. Um, I, I see it last year. Me and Ryan spent a lot of time on Facebook trying to explain what we're doing, how we're doing it, you know, trying to get people to understand this isn't, we're not making money off this. Um, and we put a lot of man hours into it. And, you know, it is really, really not depressing, just annoying when you get on there and seeing people who have no idea what it's about. Yeah. Um, saying this is how it's being run. This is how it's doing. And I'm like, you've never been to one of our meetings. How do you know it's how it's being ran? <laughs> um, you know, they all, it's the homies giving homies award. Well, yeah, I like a lot of these people. You know, they're my fellow musicians in this community and they're really good people. Uh, I'm happy to see them win an award, mm. but I mean, I, I know it's going to sound bad maybe the way I'm wording this, but I really don't give a shit who wins. I don't. I uh, I want to see everybody do their best and to succeed. I don't get any money if they win. I yeah. wish I did. Um, you know, I wish somebody would at least bribe me a thousand bucks to let them win, <laughs> but that hasn't happened. Um, at least the offer would be nice. Um, but I really don't give a shit who wins. I don't. Um, I just want to see people get involved in the music scene. And that means the general public, because a lot of these people don't know a lot of the people in the other categories. And that's a good thing because maybe they'll go look them up and maybe they'll go, Hey, I actually do dig this. Yeah. Or if you're if a, you're a country fan and you see a country act on there you've never heard before. Like, I'd never heard of Alaska and Maddie. Um, apparently they were on The Voice and they did really well while they were on The Voice. And now I know who they are. Yeah. And now I've followed them and started seeing that they do play around Tulsa and in Kansas and over in Tennessee and stuff like that. So each year it helps me learn. And that's, that's the one thing a lot of the people who hate on it don't get. Yeah, it's an award show and I understand, you know, getting an award should not be you know, the tip top of your career, you should just make music because you like it. Mm-hmm. It's also nice to get appreciation. Yeah. And it's also nice that there's people out there like you guys, you, you guys have gotten involved both years. Um, it's nice to see that there's people out there trying to support the community and get as much exposure to all these people as possible. Yeah. You know, go, going back a little bit to what you said about, you know, people finding different ways and cheating, I guess, you know, just to be blunt about it, it, it just that just seems weird to me because I don't I wouldn't want to do that. I'd want to see how well I did. I'd be curious, you know. It, it, 
that to me would be more important than just saying, Hey, I won an award, you know? Yeah. Um, and just anybody who listens to this, just so you know, the uh, survey monkey system we use and the uh, people who help us run that can see when you're doing that. So if you're trying to do that, because we've already had them, you know, say, Hey, like a hundred votes came in from this IP. Should we ban the IP and delete them? And we were like, eh, I mean, realistically, you might have a computer, a laptop, a phone, a tablet, and maybe one other device on that IP if it's your personal, you know, router. So give them five of those. They can yeah. keep five. Yeah. Delete those other 95 because they came in every 30 seconds and ban the IP. <laughs> so, yeah, they're watching that like a hawk for us. And um, one thing, like you guys were asking, how are you going to make it better? Uh, next year, we're going to pick an unbiased third-party person that has not been in the awards yet, is not a musician, is just a local fan, and we're going to let them be in charge of the voting system. Me and Ryan won't know who the winners are. I won't know until they give us the awards to hand out, which will probably be like a week before. So we won't know who they are. That's one of the things we're going to move forward, is that way they can't say, oh, you know, Ryan and Roger are picking the winners. Yeah. Well, no, because the people are voting. But on top of that, we won't even have access to the system. Yeah. We won't know how the voting's going. We'll have one person who is in charge of all that, and they have no dog in any fight. Yeah. It'll be like our version of the accounting firm of Price and Waterhouse or something. Yeah. (laughs) With all the award shows. (laughs) I know one of the changes you guys did this year was you created the... I should remember the right word. Pioneer? One of them. The Oh, the panel members. Panel okay, members. yes, yes, yes. Was um, that kind of overwhelming the first year? Is that why? Yes. For oh, categories oh you guys weren't entrenched in, I guess. Yeah, and it really was. Um, that was one of those things where, you know, so many people came in and said, that's not a this kind of band. That's not a this kind of band. Um, so to try to increase the legitimacy, we had guys like yourselves who are very involved in the metal community know who the metal metal, commu- uh, metal community is. That's hard to say. Um, I'm almost turning it into medical marijuana every time I say it. Um, but, you know, guys like yourselves or Johnny Duke, who does Westbound Club, who's been playing country music in Tulsa since 40 years, yeah. you know, forever now. Uh, we have guys like that who can help us kind of sift through these because some of them we know. You know, there's people in the community I know is a country artist. I know is an alternative band. I know or blues but i i mean as much as i love our community i can't know everybody yeah there's just no way and so you know we give those lists out to guys like yourselves and the other panel members to say hey are these right and if they are you know are they missing somebody right near the end you know there might be a um johnny duke added somebody at the very end he goes i don't see their name on here i said well the nominations are still open you know you got one day that's why i gave you the list when i did he's like well put them on there yeah. I was like, okay, well, let's see that. Somebody I wouldn't have even thought of to put on there. Um, and that's, we want the, you know, we want to keep doing that each year. That may, increases the legitimacy of it. Um, and make sure that we have people like you guys involved too. It helps us and it helps make mm-hmm. sure that, you know, everything's in its right place. Um, <laughs> we are going to add a cool category next year. Um, I've got a very good panel member who's decided to come on board. He is a, PhD in music, um, a professor of music at a local college. Um, so he's going to have classical there for us next year. Uh, okay. You know, he asked yeah, us why cool. we didn't have it this year, and I said because we are completely ignorant of classical <laughs> music in the area. I was like, it's I'm not going to lie to you. We didn't want to put that on there because we didn't know anybody who could sit on that panel to help us out. Yeah. Now we do, and now we can add it. And it's that's just great. another community that gets to get involved. Yeah. That's that's true because I'm so far removed. From that, I don't even know yeah. if there's like local 
people making original music doing that. You know, I'm sure there is, obviously. But. Oh, yeah, he sent me cool <laughs> examples. I guess uh, not too long ago, an EDM DJ came in with the Tulsa Symphony and did like a... Oh, wow. Did like a EDM slash symphony show yeah. where they'd work together on it. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, there's a community. I just don't know about it. So, yeah. hoping yeah. that helps me expand my horizons next year, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, going into where Tulsa Music, like... Kind of the same thing with the awards. Like, how did that start out? Where'd your idea come from? To, um, to Jason start the Ford and everything. Okay, Jason Ford is the inspiration for that. Um, he had been trying to kind of push a hashtag, the hashtag We Are Tulsa Music, on Instagram and on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Whenever you talk about, hey, I'm going to a local show. Yeah. Uh, if you take pictures of the local show, you know, you hashtag and We Are Tulsa Music. Um, him and C.J. McClellan. And uh, Felicia Arnhals and Jason LaForest, those four people right there, I believe, are the four, I guess, four horsemen of the We Are Tulsa Music hashtag. Gotcha. Um, there may be more involved, but those are the four I definitely know. And so they, uh, I asked Jason, I was like, hey, would you have any problem if I started a website, you know, where we do articles and radio, or not radio, but play local tracks on our site and stuff like that, and we use that name? Because, you know, I've seen you using it, but I don't know if I'm okay to use it. I just like the name. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, man, go ahead. Go for it. And so that's where that took off. Um, then, of course, we've made changes to the website, you know, adding the events. Now, there's no events page. Um, yeah. Probably add that back because everybody's mad about that. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, I went to your site and I couldn't find out where to go to an open jam tonight. I was like, my bad, man. I'm, I'm sorry I hurt your feelings. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, where are you hoping to eventually take that? Or is there more you want to do with it? There is more I want to do with it. Um, obviously, we want to get the events page back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, of course, with the radio, um, we're going to switch our format here soon. Uh, the format we're using, I don't mind, but there's a lot to be desired. Um, one of the biggest things is unless you go onto like the Mixler site, you can't see the tracks being played. And so we're going to try to get one where you can embed the player, you know, like on the website and it'll have the now playing scrolling underneath that way. Cause there's a lot of people who do tune in surprisingly uh, to our radio station, but they'll hear a song and it'll just, you know, their phone will be sitting here like this with the blank screen and they're playing it. And all of a sudden they hear this, come on. They're like, Oh man, I love that jam. Yeah. But then they'll message me and be like, who was it? I'll be like, Oh shit, I'm not tuned in right now. <laughs> if I were tuned in, I could probably tell you, but so I try to log in real quick and I'm like, Oh no, damn it. I missed the song. <laughs> so, uh, we, we continue, we want to continue to expand a little bit. Uh, one of our DJs is hopefully going to do a YouTube thing. Um, uh, kind of like Chris and Laura's porch talk, but, Obviously not as good because it's Chris and Laura and they're freaking fantastic. So um, we uh, we're bringing in groceries. If you guys can hear that in the background, it's all good. But we uh, trying to think. Where was I? Oh, YouTube. Gonna uh, have that like Chris and Laura vibe ish. But uh, obviously you can't replace those two. Yeah. Um, but we'll have people come in and play songs and stuff like that, too, on ours, you know, where they can sit down and do acoustic versions. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's something we've been planning for a long time, just working on the awards, working on the website, working on the radio. Yeah. You don't, I don't have my own personal time to invest into uh, making it happen. So somebody else is going to try for me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Did you have any background in that before this, like as far as doing any DJ stuff or writing or anything? No, not at all. Um, in fact... Uh, 
this is my first foray into it. I've just been told that I have a good radio voice sometimes um, when I try, you know, doing the, this is We Are Tulsa Music Radio, that kind of thing. Um, I don't actually do that, but... Yeah. But, but you could. I could if I wanted to. Right I could sound like one of those morning zoos. Um, <laughs> but they uh, only kind of background in anything with you know that was recording music mm-hmm. at you know at home um i had a band in virginia when i was living there when i was in the navy and we actually got kind of decent at doing home recordings um definitely not studio quality but decent so i kind of figured out a setup i would need for the radio um i'm a photographer but i'm going to try to learn videography too um i'm not planning on shooting music videos or anything mm-hmm. um i don't have the time to invest in that either yeah. And I'm not as good as some of the ones that are already established. <laughs> so, but it's kind of a, uh, it's mostly, you know, fly by the seat of your pants and learn. Mm-hmm. I had no idea how to make a website and run one until I did this. I had no idea how to DJ radio until I did this. Um, I still don't know how to play bass, but I'm trying to learn that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this has all been like by seat of our pants. Never ran an award show. Never ran a show that big, but, yeah. you know, we're learning each time. And the same thing with the radio, kind of learning as we go. Oh, yeah. I'd love to start doing pre-recorded shows, kind of like uh, Miss Behaven does, where she just sends them into me and we can play them and make life way easier. But yeah. I'm just so lazy. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go live. It's way <laughs> easier. I don't have to sit there and edit it later. Right. <laughs> well, as far as music goes, like, what was your background? I mean, you're I see you at a ton of, like, rock shows. You're in a country band. You're like, so... <laughs> Where does all of it come together? Um, I actually, first place I ever started playing music was at a church. Um, I was, you know, going to the youth group there because uh, I had nothing better to do on a Wednesday night. They got me off work at Taco Bueno. So that was one night they couldn't bring me in as if I went to church, I'd get <laughs> off work. So it was kind of a trade tit for tat on that. Yeah. Um, the worship band didn't have a bassist. And I was the closest one to turning 18 in the group. And they're like, hey, you want to just play bass for us and keep coming in here and doing this on Wednesdays? I was like, sure, I'll do it. Um, I played for, I don't know, maybe six months in that worship band and I was done. Um, And it wasn't anything against them. It was just, you know, worship band music is a lot of G, D, E, minor, and C. It's like playing Wagon Wheel a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they, and that's, you know, not their fault. They, their original songs are pretty good. Um, I got to do a little bit more on bass there, but they were kind of looking for a, a placeholder bassist. And I was just about at the point where I was starting to learn a little bit of slap and pop. And I was really good at my transitions and my roles and was getting just a little too fancy for a bassist to be in the background of that band. <laughs> yeah. So, and that, and I think one day I had my ringtone with Sex and Candy, and it went off during practice, so they weren't too thrilled on that. <laughs> yeah, they were like, uh, could you change your ringtone? And it had been my ringtone so long at that point, I was like, what ringtone? Oh, I get it. All right, yeah, it's kind of inappropriate in here, I suppose. <laughs> well, uh, you know, uh, I guess we can roll that right into talk about Dixie Wreck and how that all got started <laughs> That um, that started because me and Mike Meacham, the uh, the other guy who created that band with me at, at the beginning, we used to go to karaoke a lot. Um, my girlfriend Jennifer loved to go karaoke, you know, karaoke spots, and I was actually I liked it too. Uh, and then once you hear a song so many times done karaoke over and over and over everywhere you go, um, eventually you start making fun of it. Um, you know, like I love rock and roll, we turned into I love boats and hoes. Um, <laughs> And, of course, you guys have heard some of our parody songs we already do. Yeah. And that one started with uh, the Pee Wee song. 
we took uh, What's Up by Four Non Blondes and made it about Pee Wee's Big Adventure. And we played it at an nice. open mic night, and people actually liked it. So we were like, all right, let's 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 try to do it again, but let's go a little more dirty with it. And so Mike took Jamie Johnson's In Color and turned it into Don't Tell Your Grandmother. And that was the first real country parody song we had. Uh, again, started going to open mics. It was just me with a bass or a guitar, him with his guitar, and us playing together on stage, just two of us. And uh, didn't think anything would come of it. Thought, you know, I think we got booked as one show while we were still just a duo. We were playing, mm-hmm. playing comedy clubs, weren't even playing bars or okay. anything. <laughs> and surprisingly enough, you know, with our first two or three parodies, people were laughing their ass off in the crowd. And we're like, all right, we kind of got something. Uh, let's keep pushing the envelope. We Our goal is still to get kicked out of a bar and it hasn't happened. <laughs> We've been told, can you guys stop and let the cover band go up now? Um, but we haven't been kicked out. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we, he, they, we did that. We, uh, had our friend, uh, Jason decided he wanted to play drums to it. He's like, you guys could really use drums to it and make it a little more like a band. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on, man. Uh, come practice. And then, uh, we were doing a show and, uh, you guys, I'm sure know Rick Jones, uh, Rick Tadanipa. He was at one of them. He was laughing back there while we we're doing, it. I think he was a little bit drunk, but he was laughing at our songs. Uh, we knew who he was, so we went up and we're like, oh man, I'm glad you liked it. Uh, do you want to come jam with us sometime? He's like, yeah, I'll be in your band. <laughs> oh, that was easy. Awesome. <laughs> okay. So we just got ourselves a ringer without even having to try. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, uh, we had Byron was a bassist of ours for a while. Uh, he wanted to go play more punk music, so he separated himself and was working on a gotcha. solo project. You know, no bad blood there. And then uh, Nate here, who's in the background messing with the groceries, he uh, he's our new drummer. Um, not new anymore. He's been around about a year, um, year and a half actually. Uh, his first gig that he got to play with us was uh, at Battle of the Bands at Billy and Renee's, or that was Billy and Renee's. So he got uh, baptized under fire because that was his <laughs> first one. Was wow. uh, I think yeah, it was the final, the final round of the Battle of the Bands. So that was his first gig he got to play. <laughs> um, but yeah, we've, uh, I mean, of course, we had Cordavius for a little while. Um, he's more of a jam artist, though, so he mm-hmm. wanted to go, you know, when you're playing country bass, it's not a lot to be left desired. Yeah. I know that. I've played <laughs> bass for a long time, and the only reason I really play bass still in our band is because it's so simple, unless you want to get too intricate, but it's simple enough that I can sing and play bass at the same time. Yeah. So that's why I've stuck there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, um, the announcement was made this weekend, which is really cool, that we'll be playing at Rocklahoma. Yeah. Awesome. Um, with a lot of other great bands and they have to put up with us being on the same stage with them at some point. Um, <laughs> and I think we're going to try to schedule our day to be the same day that Wheeler Walker is there. So maybe we can have him come over and watch us. That would be awesome. I will be making a challenge video on YouTube very soon <laughs> with my sunglasses and my hat, just like him. So, um, but yeah, we've, we thought it was going to be, you know, kind of a one and done. People will find it funny for two months and they get bored with it and they haven't. Um, we always call ourselves the bastard child, you know, the, the bad part of the family, the embarrassment, the biggest running joke. <laughs> but I mean, the community is actually really taken to it. They've shown us a lot of support. Uh, people put us on shows, you know, used to, we would have to set up our own shows yeah. and we still do, but people are actually asking us to come play, which means that they like us. They really like us. <laughs> um, so we're just, we're really super happy with the, you know, Tulsa and how much support they've shown to what was supposed to be a joke. 
Yeah. It's now actually turning into something. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, it's cool that you know you're you're built with rock bands and you're still getting a good you know, you know a good welcome a good response. Oh, we have more metal fans than we do. Country yeah. Oh fans. yeah. Yeah. And oh yeah. I I can totally see that too. I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. They they I mean they actually yell songs at us for us to play now. Yes. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> well, have you have you heard anything from country fans? Is it one of those things like they're just stuck up like a snobby attitude because it's more of an irreverent kind of joke thing. It's actually a mixed bag kind of thing. Uh, we've, we played at Westbound Club before. It's the only country venue we've ever played. Oh, wow. Uh, Johnny Duke was gracious enough to let us open their show up for two nights from eight to nine. And, uh, it was kind of a mixed bag. The older country fans, not as keen on it, but once you get about 50 or below, and bikers love it. Bikers think it's funny as shit. You know, they're a lot more open to that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of them grew up on like David Allen Coe, which can't speak for all his music, but he did have some funny songs. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, they kind of grew up on that dirty country, outlaw country crap and not crap. I like it, but you know, that's what they grew up on. So they love it. But yeah, some of the, the country purists, I guess you could call them not as big on it. Uh, some of them are, but a lot of them are like, yeah, you guys shouldn't do that to that song. You shouldn't say that, or you shouldn't say those words on stage. <laughs> I was like, what's the fun and get fun of getting in front of a microphone if you can't say a lot of dirty things right. to people? Yeah. <laughs> we had the other night at Holland Fest, uh, Mike was telling that story about some old guy that came up and was bitching about oh, it. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> he, uh, that's actually when we played with, uh, Russell T. Nuts, uh, when he, from South or North Carolina, Came through town, um, asked, I guess, somebody, who, whoever was booking for uh, Renee's at the time, if they had anybody in mind to, you know, play with him on that night. She immediately was like, these guys. Um, he ended up playing first, so we were the headliner of our first show. <laughs> uh, that was our first show as a full band, and uh, he was way better than we were, so really glad at least people were in there for him playing and not us. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, some old guy, he played uh, that uh, Jesus Don't Give a Fuck song sure you guys have heard that oh, one. Yeah, yeah. So that's his song. He played it, and some old drunk guy came up and was like, you shouldn't talk about Jesus like that. And he's like, did you listen to the song? Like, were you actually paying our attention, or you just hear a bad word in Jesus in the same song? Is that what got you? And Mike was like, please let that guy stay around for our set. Oh, let him stay here for our stuff. Unfortunately, he, like, stumbled his way out of there after oh, that. Man. But, yeah, he was he was up there, and we're like, Man, why don't we get actual people who get mad at us? Like, whenever we play, we get heckles, which we love, but everybody, as soon as we're done, was like, yeah, awesome song. Nobody's ever actually came up to us and been like, you shouldn't say that. <coughs> Seen some disgusted looks in the crowd before, but we've never had anybody actually confront us about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in fact, last uh, yesterday, uh, we got to play at Wild Hogs for a benefit. Uh, super happy to do that because we've never actually got to play in Wild Hogs. Uh, and it just became one of those goals. We haven't got to play there. Now we want to. <laughs> so we finally got to play on their stage the other day. And, of course, you know, Steve, the owner, was uh, up there. One of the co-owners was announcing us, saying, yeah, these guys are playing at Rocklahoma. And we did our set. Did get a lot of laughs. Um, kind of the same thing. A lot of the bikers were laughing. And then there were some people in there like, what are they doing? As soon as we were done, I guess Mike said he could hear somebody go, how did those guys get Rocklahoma? <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> parodies like when you guys are writing do you share the kind of responsibility of coming up with that stuff or is it all you or all mike or how's that oh no nate's work? wrote some of his okay. own um mike has wrote a few of his own he's actually got a bunch of them now i wrote some um it just kind of whatever seems to pop in your head at that time typically 
surprisingly enough, most of our parodies, as far as the writing portion of them, is finished in about 15 minutes. <laughs> like, once you have, once you finally hook yourself onto a chorus line that you really like, I mean, it's just boom, 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 boom after that. Um, we've got one coming out that I probably spent about 20 minutes on. Um, it's a parody of a country song we all strongly dislike at this point in our lives anymore. Um, it's a parody of Red Solo Cup. Oh, man. And it's, it's called Pornhub. <laughs> um, so we're working on that one. Can't wait to finally reveal that one to the, you know, the mass public. But, um, yeah, typically any one of us can sit down and once we finally latch onto an idea that we really want, it's usually done pretty quick. Yeah. And it's just all about, you know, making it our own. After that, it's, it's spent more time on making it musically than it is writing it lyrically. And we'll go in and make changes. Uh, you know, we always present it to each other and somebody might go, oh, well, why don't you do this here? You do that there. Or there's no way you can say all of these words in the amount of time that we're supposed to play that. So how about you shorten it up a little bit? Yeah. So we all take a responsibility. Um, Rick is about to write his first parody. He says he's got one. So that's exciting. <laughs> he's, he's always been the, uh, the guitar guru of the group, making sure, you know, we all get things right and stuff like that and helping us figure out certain parts of songs. But he's finally got one he's where got one now, he's yeah. writing one. And I'm actually super excited to hear it because if it's been three years in the waiting, it's probably going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> well, how did well, you kind of mentioned it, but I'm like, how do you get a guy that talented into a parody group? Right now? Oh, just luck. <laughs> yeah. Just total luck. Um, and the only reason he's really hung around, I think, um, you know, we let him off the leash and let him kind of do those solos and do whatever he wants. We don't tell him it has to be a country guitar solo. You know, it's yeah. like, do what you want, man. Have fun. And that's the part he likes the most. There's no pressure in this band. You know, as I've said, it was a joke. You know, whatever success we get out of it, we, you know, just icing on top. But we're not looking. We don't think we're ever going to get a record deal from Nashville yeah. or L.A. We'd be awesome if we did. But we don't think we're going to. So there's no pressure to try to succeed. It's just let's get up there and have fun and say dirty words. That's, that's, <laughs> that's so great. And he it. loves yeah. it. And yeah. He, yeah. And you can you can tell when we're on stage that, you know, as long as we're having a good show, uh, as long as we're not fucking up a bunch, we're actually having a lot of fun up there. It's yeah. always fun for us to see people smiling and laughing in the crowd. Yeah. Um, so for us, you know, it is that's a lot of the joy. But if we're finally going to do an album this year, um, maybe a music video, if we can fit that in. Um, we're going to look into doing a parody album as well. Nice. Uh, we'll see how that goes because we got to figure out the legal issues on that. You know, there's like three different right. viewpoints. Yeah, it's <coughs> fine. You don't have to get their permission. You should get their permission, but you can do it anyways. And if you make that, you'll get in trouble. Yeah, kind of the right. three viewpoints on that. And I've seen it argued a hundred different ways online. So we're going to have to make sure we get it perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, otherwise, we'll just release them for free on Reverb. <laughs> <laughs> I've read a bunch of interviews in the past with Weird Al, and he's basically said that, that, you know, as long as it's done in the right way, you don't have to get permission, but he always does it just out of respect. Yeah, he would always go up to yeah. the artist. And, you know, there are certain artists we definitely would. Like, uh, we actually really like Jamie Johnson. Um, it was just, oh, un yeah, he's great. Unfortunate for him that we picked on one of his <laughs> best, you know, well, not best, but most popular songs. Yeah. And then there's other people we don't really respect, like Luke Bryan, and we wouldn't really care whether we got his permission or not, or, right. you know, stuff. So, um, and make his like the worst and dirtiest. Oh, know? it's it's bad. It's, Good. It's <laughs> the fat chick song. That's what it is. Uh, I'm, I'm a sorry, little I'm a little drunk on Jack, and fat chicks are looking fine. Yeah. That was that one. Yeah. Um, Zach Brown band. I actually like Zach Brown band. Uh, not 
was a huge fan of his country, but that album he did where he did all the rock musicians along with himself was really awesome. Yeah. Uh, he got stuck with uh, Balls Deep. Um, <laughs> poor guy. Uh, Don Williams, rest his soul. Uh, I turned uh, Tulsa time onto Poopin' on Company time. Um, and he's, you know, I love that song, but I couldn't help it whenever I was singing at work one day in my head. And I was like, all right, I got to write it down. It's going, it's got, it's happening. Uh, Toby Keith with Red Solo Cup. I don't care if he tries to sue us or anything. I really don't. Like, here, you can have the song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's probably better than the original. <laughs> But as far as recording an album, you're going to do an album of original stuff, too? Yes. Okay. We've got um, seven originals. Uh, of course, there's the Grand Ole Opry Band, which is the one about not getting to play you know, in Nashville. They don't recognize our local artists the way they should. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's No Tear in My Beer. The one that Michael wrote, Devil in the Bible Belt. Yeah. We have a song we've never played out there because we have to practice more called King of the Bar. I wrote that way before I was in this band. Uh, that's probably about an eight-year-old song now. Mm-hmm. But it was meant to be for another band I was in, um, but we just never recorded it. So I was like, well, crap, I'll break the lyrics back out and perfect country song if we can do it right, you know. And then Mike has one that his dad actually wrote. Um, it's not a funny song. It's a real country song. Um, his dad wrote a poem and then gave it to Mike and was like, can you uh, think you can turn this into a song? I was like, I'll give it a shot. Uh, apparently he played it for him the other night and... Got dad, dad got tear in his eyes. So oh, wow. yeah, uh, cool. him and Rick have been working on that one together. And then I think we have one more. I always forget, you know, we don't play, we play so many of our parodies at our shows. Sometimes we forget what all of our originals are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we mentioned some country stuff and rock music locally, but like, what other stuff are you into as far as? Oh man, anything. I, I can feel at home almost yeah. at any any type of show. Um, I really am still big on mixed genre shows. I think those do a lot more good for bands than they realize. Mm-hmm. Um, not only does it help you network with people you wouldn't usually talk to, but if you're a rock fan, chances are if you hear a good metal band, you're going to like them. Uh, same thing, if you're a metal fan, you're still going to like a good rock band. Um, if you're a rock fan, you're... If, you might like a rapper. You just don't know it yet because yeah. you've never seen him because you never went to a rap show. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I don't go to EDM shows. Um, it's nothing against EDM. Not my cup of tea. And it's really, really, really loud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I've, I've been to some of the rock shows I think are loud and I've been to an EDM rave before and I'm like, good Lord. Yeah. And of course, you know, that crowd's much younger. So they still haven't had their earballs blown out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I've still got to play bass. So at some point I need to keep my hearing. <laughs> Um, they do cool productions though. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give them that. The visual <laughs> stuff they have got down. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, really just like the electronic stuff's the only stuff I don't go to. And it's, you know, not because it's not cool. It obviously is. They usually have really big crowds at those shows. It's just not my cup of tea. So that's about the only thing I really don't go to. Yeah. Um, some really good folk singers here in Tulsa and stuff like that. Uh, finally got to go see Dar- uh, Dane Arnold in the soup the other night at Colony for the first time. I just haven't been able to go check him out for a long time and finally got to. That's was good stuff. Um, but yeah, I can't really think of a, outside of the electronic music, can't think of anything I don't really like. There's, a, you know, there's bits and pieces of everything I do like. And of course that makes it fun for playing music, you know, because there's always a, on guitar, I play guitar as well. I'm just not as good. But there's always a new challenge, you know, with guitar of playing, uh, can you play country? Can yeah. you play metal? Can you play rock? Can you at least do a little bit of everything? All right, now can you do solos in those? Yeah, <laughs> yeah no doubt. 
Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, it is because you know you think, uh, and there's no hit on Rick, but you know Rick was a really good it was is a really good guitarist. It's really good at rock, really good at metal. Mm-hmm. You throw just about anything his way. But then when I let him hear like Jerry Reed and um, the country musician who did Eastbound and Down, uh, oh, yeah. and then I uh, I let him hear Brad Paisley when they shred on guitar. Yeah. yeah, I was like, this is what happens when a country musician actually lets loose. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, holy crap. He's like, I wouldn't have expected that out of a country musician. I was like, yeah, and it's a totally different style of playing music. Brad Paisley's got an instrumental record he did probably 10, 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. Insane. Yeah, Ooh. and it's just him noodling on the yeah. guitar. And yeah. he goes crazy. Yeah, Freaking insane how good that guy is. And Rick heard him and was like, I mean, Rick was still almost playing along, but... <laughs> yeah, there, and there's a guy, I, th- I think I think his name's Johnny Highland. Mm-hmm. And I know he played on a lot of Hank 3 stuff. Yep. Like, uh, Smoke and Wine is just one of the most insane guitar solos I've ever heard in my life of anything. Yeah. You know, and that's country. And because, and, you know, there's not a lot of distortion going on. So you, you have to be like completely precise. Oh, yeah. It's a very technical thing yes. once you start getting really good at it. Yeah. And, uh, but that's what I love is, you know, that's another reason I like good open jams like the one at Blackbird, you know, um, different people who have different styles have to come in there and make it work on stage together. And it's usually mm-hmm. pretty cool. Um, you get a lot of good uh, sitting tunes while you're sitting there drinking with these people because, you know, you got like a jazz bassist and then you got a guy who's usually playing a punk band over on guitar yeah. and a, a drummer who plays metal. And now all of a sudden they've got to all figure each other out on stage. Yeah. <laughs> Whew. That's scary to me. <laughs> That's good, though. So I think the big question is, why aren't any of us at Travis Scott right now? Oh, man. I'm really um, missing that. <laughs> I can't believe it. Because I'm just not, okay? okay. <laughs> because I'm an adult. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, man. We appreciate you taking the time to do this. Oh, man. Yeah, this not is a problem. Awesome. Thank you. I like much. listening to you guys' uh, podcast, so Thank you. I was... You know, I was honored to be on it. Well, thank you. Uh, We're honored to have you on it. This is awesome. You guys have done a lot of great work. Thank you for what you guys have done for the music community, especially the metal mu- uh, community. It's already a pretty tight knit community, welcome, but welcome. Uh, there's always work to be done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. For sure. I, I got to ask you guys, what do you got planned for the future? The Thunder Underground. Oh man, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I've always, I've kind of always thought that myself. It's like the Tulsa thing, the local thing, is one thing. I, I always want to have it in it so you know if it just stays this until we're old men or that's fine with me you know right I mean it, it, but it'd be great to have that big you know I don't know James Hetfield or Stephen Tyler yes interview one day but you know who knows and you know we you know we each have lives and time and stuff so I, I don't know I've I've kind of thought that before, and I, I don't know where it's going to go. But that's kind of the cool thing. Yeah. To and me, it is, you know. I'm sure you guys will get one of those one of these days. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I have faith in you. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. As I, you know, I, I don't know what you think. You can answer that Well, we did too. Gene Simmons. So maybe yeah, I mean, that's we true. Did, we did do that. You did do yeah, Gene. Exactly. But it's, I've always had these, well, we always come up with ideas like, hey, we should do this, do this. And there's a long list of them now, but we're just kind of. We're not lazy. We're just right. <laughs> we're just we're just content in what we're doing, and it's like you get. It just takes a lot of time to do one of these, so we just mm-hmm. kind of keep pushing stuff off. The editing <coughs> part's the fun part, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, we're both in our own ways 
and we both know we're we're big procrastinators, and, you know, <laughs> both of us. And it's like, so if nothing doesn't happen on something, we don't we don't get you know bitchy about it, right? It, it'll it'll come together eventually. So. Well, uh, you guys excited to be at the awards? You're gonna dress up? You're gonna wear your Thunder Underground stuff? What are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, I, <laughs> I I do yeah. not like typically dress up for anything, you know, for a few different reasons. But I'm going to dress up as much as I can. Dress yeah. Up, you know. <laughs> um, just so you guys know, and listeners for this, uh, <laughs> if you go to Al's, they do have a deal going on. If you say come in there and say, hey, I'm going to go to the We Are Tulsa Music Awards. I think it's $100. You get the rental. That's everything except for like a few add-ons. So you get the shoes, you get a bow tie or a tie, and you get a suit. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, I look forward to seeing you guys there. Are you going to bring your uh, equipment so you can do some on-the-fly interviews while you're in there? Yeah. yeah. Good. yeah Brian yeah. already hit us up about that yeah. a while back. And Good. About that. So we figured it'd be kind of a missed opportunity to not do that. So oh, yeah. yeah. You, you could you know string it all to make it one big yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, we're excited to have you guys there. And thank you guys so much for your support the last oh, yeah. two years. Yeah, you're Appreciate welcome. Thank it. you. We, yeah, we same thing. For- yeah. Putting us on the website. And oh, yeah, man. That was cool. I like that page a lot, like that. actually, that yeah. interviews page. So yeah. it's kind of cool. If you haven't went there yet, go to wearetulsamusic.com. <laughs> there is an interviews page, and Thunder Underground's podcast is on there, and you can just scroll through all of the episodes. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, this has been good, man. Thank you very much. Wow, thank you guys for coming over. Appreciate it. And you guys are welcome back over to the house anytime. Nice. Just let us know you're coming. <laughs> <laughs> No pop-ins. Yeah, no pop-ins. Please. There you go. Roger Segoe from Dixie Rect and from We Are Tulsa Music. Huge thanks to him for having us over, sat down and talked for a little bit about all that stuff that's going on. Very cool. And coincidentally enough, we both finally saw Dixie Rect this past week at a lot of fest. Yes, we did. I don't know how we managed to go this long. You know, they're one of those bands that I always see was playing here or there and it just didn't work out to where I was there, but... Love to finally see him, and it was as great as I imagined. Oh it man, be. it was it was. Can't wait to see him again. Yeah, I mean, this kind of shit's right up our alley, dude. Yeah, not just country that's good, but irreverent as well. Yes, you gotta love it. And lo- really looking forward to hearing what these guys come up with. You know, he said they're gonna have their album hopefully out this year, and then possibly even do a parody album as well. They are on Reverb Nation right now. There's some versions of. Like you talked about that Jamie Johnson song in color. Yes. Their version of Don't Tell Your Grandmother's up there. They've got a couple originals up there. Tears of My Beer and I think Oklahoma Dirt Roads. So go check those out as well on the Reverb Nation. And like you said, they're playing Rocklahoma on the Proving Ground stage. You gotta love that. Which was just announced this past weekend as well. A lot of fest. What a lineup. Yeah, Steve Murdoch has put together one hell of a lineup in the campgrounds. Features a ton of great bands. I don't have the list in front of me, but Screaming Red Mutiny, Fist of Rage, Galaxia, 13X, like I said, Dixie Wrecked, Murderous Mary. There's a ton more, but we're oh, going to like be talking about all that here oh, in the yeah. coming weeks. Maryland's Midnight Mayhem stage was also announced as well. We talked about Dark Side was announced a couple weeks ago. So yeah, there's going to be a ton of great stuff going on at Rock Loma and... Seeing Dixie wrecked in the midst of all that is a great thing as well. Oh, you know it. And like you said, hopefully they get to play that day when Wheeler Walker Jr. is as well. That's right. That's right. Because we said it on our reaction video that that's, 
you know, we're huge rock and metal fans, but that's probably the one thing I'm looking forward to the most. Old Wheeler. Old Wheeler. I can't wait, dude. <laughs> all right. Well, we appreciate you listening. You can find all the back episodes at soundcloud.com backslash thunder dash underground or at thunderunderground.com. You can listen anytime you want on iTunes, Google Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, MixCloud. We're on every Monday night at 7 p.m. Central on 1027 WSNR. There's a ton of great shows on there, so check that out. You can find us on YouTube, at The Thunder Underground, as well. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that great stuff. Wherever you go, follow, like, share. All the things. Yeah, all that stuff helps, big time. As much as going to Patreon and giving us a couple bucks, if you share something or like something, that helps just as much, because it helps spread the word. There's tons of back episodes. We mentioned all those bands earlier, like the Normandies, Screwhead Mutiny, Fist of Rage, Grind, have all been on here multiple times. We've had on guys from Prong, COC, Seven Dust, Megadeth, Warrant, The Obsessed, Shooter Jennings. We're talking about some country. So that, you know, here Roger is part of a country band. We finally got a second country act on here after That's right. After That's Shooter. Right. We did it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it took longer than I expected, you know, because there's a lot of great stuff out there that we both like. You know? We got it. We got it. Yeah. So next up is Lindy Ortega. Uh, I wish. Uh, I threw that in for you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you're, you're a good man, Trent. All right. So I guess that covers it. Till next time. Thunder Underground, y'all. Thunder Underground, y'all.